0: Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope that the message that you are about to hear not only encourages you, but helps you follow Jesus like never before. If you feel blessed by this teaching, I want to challenge you to do two things. First of all, share this with someone that you know needs to hear this. And second of all, I want you to consider giving back to the ministry so that other people that just like you could also grow in their relationship with Christ. To do so, simply go to cfmiami.org slash give, and there you can follow the instructions. All right? Thank you so much. We hope that you enjoy this teaching. Come on, my fellowship. Let's go. If you believe that in the place, take your shame at the door. It is not welcome in the house of the Father. Because in Christ, there is no condemnation. Come on, y'all. Make your shame at the door. Somebody shout, I am free. Come on. When the Father's in the room. Come on, y'all. We believe that in this place. That our Father has set us free. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Come on, y'all. I get too hyped, man. Y'all got to pray for me. Pastor G, you got to pray for me, dog. Come on. Coral Gables, y'all got to pray for me. Yes, Lord. Well, listen, uh. I'm excited to be here, man. I'm excited to be here. Glad to see you all, and happy Father's Day. Come on, man, let's, let's raise it. Come on, let's raise the bar, man. Show some love. And uh, also, I want to say uh, <laughs> my beautiful bride Aubrey, AKA Mookie and I, in October, we are expecting our first child. <laughs> Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, come on, Chippy, we there, baby, come on, man, <laughs> yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, God, so, uh, she's, uh, you know, uh, we're six months in, and Our little girl is already taking the money out of our pocket. God bless. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta save. I gotta save, man. Well, listen, y'all, we wanna jump into the word. Y'all know we're in a new series in Romans chapter 8. And, man, I'm excited about this word, and I really wanna encourage the fathers in this room. And even if you're not a father, you're a father figure to someone. I wanna encourage the men in this room as well today, amen? And so we're all gonna come out of here lifted, but in particular, fathers, men, I hope you are thoroughly encouraged today. Amen. And so listen, our encouragement and our freedom is going to be coming from Romans chapter eight, verses one through four. Now y'all know me, the youth pastor in me has not died. You're, you see boy, still sweating everything crazy. I need Jesus back. I need him bad. But we're going to have some crowd participation involved in the reading. And so, uh, when we get to the word, I need y'all to, what's underlined, say it out loud, nice and big. You got to say it with your chest. It's Father's Day, you feel me? Say it with your chest. All right, here we go. So here we go. Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 1, and it reads as such. It says, there is therefore now. Here we go. One, two, three. No I like that. Let's try it one more time. One, two, three. No. And just for good measures, one, two, three. No condemnation. There is no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ. Yes, Lord, I love that. And it says, from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. How did he do it? By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk... (laughs) Who are guided not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Come on, somebody. Well, if you're taking notes or photos of the notes in here today, I simply want to title this message, I Am Free. I am free, amen. Matter of fact, across all of our campus, Coral Gables, y'all better shout it out. Woody, Gus, the whole squad. Y'all don't know who I'm talking to. Everybody, like, who is he talking to? Y'all gotta keep praying for me. That's my squad over there. Shout it out, y'all, here we go. On three, let's say this, I am free, one, two, three. I am free. Come on, I love the sound of that. Well, let's go to God Almighty for some help. Father, we are so thankful that we get to open up your word and understand what you have written to us. God, help us, like this song said, to lay our burdens down and to check our shame at the door. It is not welcome in your house, Father. Lord, in particular now, I do ask for the fathers in this room, for the men in this room, Lord, that you would strengthen those that need strength, Father. And please, God, encourage those who are discouraged. And maybe those who got a little off track, Lord, would you lovingly, by the power of Holy Spirit, nudge them to get back on. Lord, we ask that you would transform us and change us in this place and to understand that in Christ there is no condemnation. Father, I do ask now that you would guide my thoughts, govern my words so that the meditations of my heart are pleasing in your sight father by power of your holy spirit please speak to all of us now for your servants are listening and all of god's people said amen "Amen and amen well you may grab a seat you may grab a seat well, uh, hey, I got to pay some homage to my dad real quick. This is my pops from when he was my age, three kids. God bless. Pops, what's up, man? I love you. That's my dog. Happy Father's Day, man. But uh, so you see in the house, we're all cute little boys. We cute. <laughs> but we wild. You see the next picture, all of us playing football, right? And so uh, in our home, we grew up in Georgia, and we had this house in Georgia. It was a three-story house, and on the top story is where the boys were. But the middle sto- the middle story of our house, it was this, uh, uh, there was a staircase from the third floor going all the way down to the second floor, and at the, on the second floor, it was a big bay window, a massive window, and so me and my brothers, we used to take our bed sheets and slide down. Yeah, Ricky, we used to slide, bro, slide right down the stairs, <laughs> and then mom would be like, hey, hey, mom and dad, y'all stop sliding down those stairs because you're going to go through the window. We're like, yeah, okay, mom, no problem, mama, we got you. So Saturday comes, dad's at work, mom goes to the city to get her hair done, and we're all like, time to go sledding. You gotta pray for us, Sean. You gotta pray. So he's like, it's time to go sledding. And my oldest brother, I gotta give you this though, in sixth grade, my oldest brother, he in sixth grade, he is six foot, 220 pounds. Yeah, yeah. And he's the one about to push us, you know? And if y'all seen Cool Running, you know I mean? I'm Sanka, Push cut champion. You know what I mean? I'm ready. I'm ready. So my middle brother, Adam, we get a sleeping bag. we be like, oh, it's going real. So we get the sleeping bag. Adam jumps in the sleeping bag. I'm in the back. And Drew's like, all right, I'm on the count of three. I'm going to push y'all. Let's go. You know, one, two, three. And if y'all ever seen Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase, God bless. That was us, right? We missed, like, the first 10 stairs. Like... Like, just straight airborne, you know? And cheeks laying down, you know, in the middle of the stairs, and now here we are, flying down the stairs, and normally we get to the bottom and stop. It's over. But no, no, not this day. Not this day. The Lord had different plans, right? So now we're flying, and my middle brother, Adam, he's like, oh, snap. And he might not have said snap. Y'all got to pray for us, okay? And so, uh, so, so and he's like, oh. And I'm like, I'm bracing now. So I'm like, I like spread my like, tight in the sleeping bag around me, and I'm like, oh, here we go. And wouldn't you know, splash. Now remember, this is the second floor. So now my brother's in the sleeping bag like, oh, and big Drew is down. He's like trying to pull me up. And wouldn't you know Jesus' timing my mom pulls up to the cul-de-sac. Lord, you know, and I don't want to get too much. But I got a black mama. She told you not to do something, and then you do it. The result is death, usually. Usually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Usually that's the result. So mom get in the house. And we're like, oh, mama, oh, Lord Jesus. no, Jesus. Right. <laughs> but to our surprise, you know, she was like, boys, y'all know you weren't supposed to do this. And all that stuff. And then... She had, a window, she had a repairman come in and fix the window. She said, we're going to take care of this before your father gets home. <laughs> and so my mother took on our guilt and punishment, see what I'm saying, before the father got home. And I should say, I mean, my dad, he's a really sweet guy, so it wasn't like one of these like, dad's going to go home and murder us. I mean, maybe when he saw the window bill, right? <laughs> but, uh, but it was so funny. My dad gets home. And he had had the conversation with my mom, and he found out, hey, you know, talk with the boys, and that he had paid for everything, that my mom had paid for everything. And then it left my dad to go, you know, what? what kind of condemnation was there to hand out because your mom had done it all already? The work was already done. Do you see the connection here? See, you and I, we're the ones who, we got that sin in our life, that disobedience. You know, we sliding down the stairs. But God, like my mother, being rich in love and mercy, sends Jesus who then takes on this condemnation for us so that we do not have to face it from the Father, amen? Amen. And that's what I want to get across to all of our minds today is that there is no condemnation for those who believe in Jesus. when you believe in him and put your hope, trust, and faith in, he's got your back just like mama did, right? But then I'll add a caveat onto this as well. It's not only do you, is there no condemnation for those who are in Christ, but then also you have to live your life then guided by the Holy Spirit. And, I, and I'll explain what we mean here in a moment. So are we ready? We excited? Fathers, man, I want y'all to be encouraged. Write this down really quickly then as your first point. Write this down then as point number one. And this is the shouting point right here. You can shout hallelujah. There is no condemnation in Christ. Yes, you can clap up for that. Yes, celebrate that. Condemnation is a certain and for sure punishment and judgment headed your way because you're guilty. And those scriptures are saying, there's none of that when you're in Christ. That's so beautiful. But it does make me ask the question, well, why does the Bible have to tell me that I'm not condemned? Why? And it has to deal with this. You can write this down as point number A, because our flesh is powerful. Hello, we've been there before, huh? How many of y'all in this room, blood-bought, y'all know that old school, blood-bought, blood-washed Christians, you love, you some Jesus, but man, you had a struggle here and there, maybe you know you shouldn't have been in this place, looked at this thing, talked to that person, and you failed to your flesh. How many of you been there before? Shame the devil, tell the truth in church, raise your hand, yes, Lord, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, with two shoes on, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, Lord, right? And so we understand the power of our flesh, and that's what Paul gets into before he jumps into Romans chapter 8 when he says there's no condemnation. Just go up a few verses in Romans chapter 7 and start in verse 21. Listen to what he says. He goes, so I find, to, I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. Anybody know what that's like? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't texting Shaniqua no more. Bling, text Shaniqua. Close at hand. Close at hand. You see? And then what do you do? And then what does he say next here? He goes, For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. I love me some Jesus. I really, really do. That's what he's saying. And he goes, I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am. Y'all ever been there before? And you feel it in your heart. And so you're like, man, Lord, I just feel so guilty. I feel so much shame. And the scriptures go, yes, we identify with you. Yes, I understand that. But I love it. It doesn't stop there. Because then what does he say? Who will deliver me from this body of death? Verse 35. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind. But with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. And so then that's when he goes, now there is no condemnation in Christ. Listen, your flesh is powerful, but our God is twice as powerful, eh, amen? Our our God is powerful. But I do still want to help us draw out this inner battle and turmoil and struggle that we can face with our flesh. Uh, And I'm going to get real spiritual on y'all here. Uh, I'm going to take us to the comic book universe. God bless you, God pray for me. Anybody seen the, uh, the movie Venom? You know, Venom, 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 Venom. venom. Yeah, I got to keep praying. Yeah, God bless. But the whole story of Venom is this guy, uh, Eddie Brock, who's this reporter in that, and he then gets uh, 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 infected or impacted by this symbiote. I can't remember if I say it right, Cookie. I always mess it up. Symbite, parasite, something. He had this symbiote that comes into him, and it's Venom. And so you'll notice then he always has this inner battle and inner turmoil and struggle where he himself is Eddie Brock, but then he has these moments where he's in the mirror and he sees in the venom, and there's constantly this battle and struggle that happens within him, and, and that's exactly how we feel. We've had these battles and turmoils and struggle. Yes, right? I'm not going to call Shaniqua. She calls. You have that inner turmoil and battle and struggle that happens in with your flesh. And so because God knows there is this battle with your flesh— He knows you have a battle with your flesh. He knows it can be difficult. This is what I love about Jesus. This is the one that we should blow the roof off in this place. Write this down as letter B. Because God knows our struggle, write it down as letter B. Jesus did the work. Jesus did the work for you and I that we could not do, that we could not fulfill, and that we could not complete. So then God Almighty, being the best strategic planner, then sends our big brother Jesus to live the righteous life that you and I could not live. And so that when he looks at us, he sees Jesus. Look down at this verse here. Everybody look down at this verse here. It says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. It says... For the law of Christ uh, was from the, uh, uh, excuse me, for the law of the Spirit has freed you in Christ from the law of sin and death. Verse 3. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. Remember the battle. Y'all remember the battle. Can't battle that flesh. Weakened by the flesh, it could not do. Try to keep the Ten Commandments, broke one, you broke them all, right? Weakened by the flesh, could not do, but I love this. How then does he do it? By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he then punished, condemned sin in the flesh. Someone say amen. Amen. I love that. I love this about our God is because uh, so Jesus then did the work. Fathers, everybody in here, you can write it down. Go look it up later. This is found in Second Corinthians chapter five, verse twenty-one, where God then says, "He made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God." Jesus did the work. You and I cannot be perfect. I love it. I heard this from Pastor O. Uh, 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 he quoted this from uh, R.C. Sproul, and he says that the gospel is not just about the death of Christ, but His life, the life that He lived. You see, when Jesus lived that perfect life and he died on the cross when you put your hope trust and faith in him it's like God almighty looks at you with these Jesus stunner shades on and he then sees Jesus and when he looks at Jesus he then sees your sin do you see that's a great deal if you're in business <laughs> that's a great that's a great deal we'll write this one down and look it up later this is found in 1st Peter chapter 2 verse 24 and he's speaking and he says that Christ in his body bore our sins on that tree so that we might die to sin and then live to righteousness. And then it says, by his wounds you are healed, amen? I love that, I love that. Jesus is the one who did the work for you and I, amen? And so you have to remember that and put that in your mind, let it be fixed in your heart. He is the one who did that work, and so now the Father then looks at you and sees his precious Son and looks at his son and sees your sin. What a great deal. Now, to help us understand this and illustrate this idea of someone fighting the battle on our behalf, this is how we have no condemnation because of the work that Jesus did for us. I want to help illustrate this. And um, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but uh, I'm black. <laughs> I'm a black man. And now, uh, six months as a father. And so, uh, you know, as a black man, uh, it's Juneteenth. It's Juneteenth. You know what I'm saying? You got to talk about it. Come on, somebody. Yes, Lord. All of my cousins and stuff now, they call. Yeah, you bless you. You can talk about it. <laughs> all, my, all my cousins and stuff, they call me now. Like, how they going to put Juneteenth on Father's Day? Because I'm out here sweating on the grill. Like, day. So anyways, for the black families, man, don't let dad sweat on the grill. Come on. Anyways. But uh, so, so in Juneteenth, what's so very interesting is that in 18. 63, the Emancipation Proclamation was then proclaimed. There was a war going on for two years, and then for two more years this war would happen, and then the war was fought and completed and defeated and won, and then 2,000 soldiers, black and white, made their way to Galveston, Texas in 1865 on June 19th and proclaimed to over 250,000 slaves that they had been made free. Someone had fought the battle, fought the war, and the war was won, and now they are free. can I tell you that's exactly what Jesus did for you and I? The battle against our flesh and sin. Jesus fought that battle and yes. won the victory so that now you are free. Release those shackles. <laughs> plantation. But there is a challenge for a lot of us in here because some of you love Jesus and trust Him, but because of the guilt and shame, And condemnation that you let run and rule your life without knowing it as a free person, you went back to the plantation and put the chains on when you've been made free. And I want to encourage you in here today Jesus did the work, He fought the battle. The war is over. Take off the chains, get off the plantation. He's made you free, amen? Amen. We are free in Christ. We are free. I want to read another passage of scripture to us to help us understand this, and this will help uh, get us to point B here. So because Jesus fought the war for us and did the work, now there is no condemnation in the Father, because when the Father looks at us, he sees Jesus. That's a fair trade. I like that song. I mean, that verse. (laughs) So listen to this. This is found in Galatians chapter 3. Write it down. Look it up. Galatians chapter 3. This is just driving in the point even more so that Jesus did the work for you and I. This is how we have no condemnation or judgment from the Father. Verse 13 simply says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. Verse 14, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. Here's a piece. So that we might receive the promised Holy Spirit. You see, When Jesus fought the battle for you and I, and when you put your hope, trust, and faith in him, now when the Father looks at you, you are no longer condemned. You are clear and free. But then now the sign that you are born again, that you do have Jesus in your life, is that the Holy Spirit now takes up residence inside of you. Amen? I love this because in the book of Romans, actually the Holy Spirit is only mentioned one time before it gets into Romans chapter 18, uh, chapter 8. And chapter 8 is comprised of 39 verses, and the Holy Spirit is then mentioned 18 times. Would you say he has a lot to do with us following Jesus? Yes. Don't run from him. You don't make you balk like a chicken and all that stuff and do the hokey pokey. No, no. Use the word, and the Holy Spirit is the one that then helps guide you to live the Christian life as you are free and free in Christ. Y'all tracking with me? And so then write this down then. As your second point, because you then receive the promised Holy Spirit, so write this down then as your second point, is that, listen, yes, you have been made free in Christ. There is no condemnation. God has your back. But then now you must then live your life guided by the Holy Spirit, and he will never lead you astray. If you live guided by the Spirit of God, he'll never lead you astray. Amen? And so as he leads you, so to speak, off the plantation, now it's like, okay, where do we go? The Holy Spirit is your guide. I'll track in with that picture. And so quickly, write this down in his letter A. The Holy Spirit sets you free. The Holy Spirit is a part of setting you free as well. I remember hearing one preacher say, is that God Almighty planned, God the Father planned our salvation. The Son provided for our salvation. And then the Holy Spirit is the one who helps produce our salvation. I love that picture. And here's why where I'm getting this from. First, let's go back into our text really quickly. Looking at it again, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And then look at verse 2 here. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ from the law of sin and death. And here's the picture that he's drawing. Before you and I knew Jesus, we had no other option but to sin. All we could choose was sin. Y'all track it with me? This was a law for us. This was a law for us. This is what the scriptures is saying. And so here it goes, now when you give your life to Christ and the Holy Spirit takes up residence within you, and now you have this freedom to obey God. You can write it down and look it up later. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, where it says, now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You see? The Holy Spirit is also a part of helping setting you free so that you don't have to just obey the law of your flesh. Everybody look this one up. Yeah, I'm going to read it, I'm going to read it, I'm going to read it. John 17. Everybody look this up. This is in John 17. Excuse me, John 16. And uh, let's start in verse, John 16. Let's do verse 7, verse 7. Listen to this. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. This is Jesus speaking. And you know, you're like, hold up, Jesus. We got free fresh fries for three years. What you talking about to my advantage? Oh, I, I ain't swept a credit card. You're seeing inflation right now, Jesus. I need some help. What you mean is to my advantage? And he says, It's to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper, the parakletos in the Greek is how you would say it. I remember I heard one old school preachers go, I don't know what a parakletos is, but if I'm in trouble, I know how to call a paramedic. (laughs) And I may not know what a parakletos is, but if I jump on a plane, I know what a parachute is to help. You know what I'm saying? That's a good preaching point. You can you can preach on a parakletos. Anyways, so he says. The helper will not come to you. He goes, but if I go, I will send him to you. Listen, and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. I love this. So maybe you're hearing this you're going, how does the Holy Spirit then set me free if he's convicting me of sin? See, before you had a relationship with Jesus, you freely go and sin and never bother you. It was nothing that kind of woke you up like, whoa, this is not honoring to God. And So now that, you are in the whole, now that you are born again, you're in Christ, you have no condemnation. You are completely free. Now the Holy Spirit, like the matrix, flips a switch in your mind. Oh, man, that ain't right. And he begins to convict you of sin. This is a good thing so that you can now see a different way to live. To give us a picture, see, our sin for us is normal, natural to us. It is the picture of uh, bending over and touching your toes, right? If I bend to the front, touch, that's normal. But if I told you to bend over backwards to touch your toes, y'all be like, you crazy. You lost your mind, right? Right? And really what God requires of us is bending over backwards and touching our toes. You're tracking with me? So he goes, hey, I made you free. There is no condemnation in Christ. Bend over backwards, touch your toes. And so how does he do it? The Holy Spirit is the one then who gives us the power to do this. There's this picture of a uh, contortionist. You see how it's not normal for them to put their body in all those crazy uh, emotions. And um, so they go through what's called a, a breaking period, this breaking phase where you get your body used to being in all these crazy, wild positions. And I thought one thing was very interesting with the coach is that he goes, everyone is capable of being a contortionist. Even some people are naturally flexible. He goes, but everyone is capable to do this. And I love that with the Holy Spirit. For some of you, especially for the dads in here, some of y'all are like, "Well, man, that dude, he got a good job, He, he loving Jesus, he here all the time. I can't, I ain't got no, how can I compete with that, right? And what I'm trying to tell you is, man, the Holy Spirit is working with you. He's going to help you in whatever state you're in. Everybody is capable of following the Holy Spirit. Everybody's capable of the freedom. He works with us where we're at, amen? So be encouraged with that in here today. And so, uh, and so yes, that, that there's that breaking period that the Holy Spirit helps and convicts us of our sin. And so uh, to kind of illustrate or just so quickly uh, quote something that would help us Understand that when the Holy Spirit moves in our life, yes, there is a little bit of a breaking that happens because you're looking at life differently now. There is a conviction of sin. Um, I was trying to find a quote. I was trying to find somebody else to quote. I really was. Maggie, I was trying, sis. I tried. I tried. But a servant ain't a servant. Without quoting Charles Spurgeon. Come on now. Y'all got to pray for your boy. Y'all got to pray for your boy. <laughs> Hey, but don't worry, next year I'm going to start quoting G. Campbell Morgan. That dude's a real gangster too. I'm going to say, get on the organ when you're quoting G. Campbell Morgan. I'm going to ask Pastor Omar to get an organ up here. Now I'm playing. But here's what Spurgeon had to say. I love this text and what he had to say in this. Very simply, he says, listen, the work of God's Holy Spirit begins with bruising. The conviction of sin, you see, it begins with bruising. And then he goes, in order to be saved, the fallow ground must be plowed up, the hard heart must be broken, and the rock must be split apart. You see, when you have this freedom in Christ, that freedom that does come with a cost, and then on one hand for you and I, it wakes us up to a different way of living. There's a little bit of a bruising that takes place, you see. But I love it, though, because when you're in Christ, there is no condemnation. You go, yes, Lord Jesus, I got a little bruise. But man, I'm free in Christ. You tracking with me? And so I love that, and and I love the picture that that draws there in there for us. And so be encouraged with this, the idea that the Holy Spirit is the one working and moving within us. But then, uh, yes, the Holy Spirit makes us free. Yes, he does wake us up now. We now have a conviction of sin that we did not have before. But then also, you have to write this down as letter B is that the Holy Spirit is our guide. The Holy Spirit is our guide. You see, you have no condemnation in Christ. When you put your hope, trust, and faith in Jesus, the reason you have no condemnation is because Jesus lived that perfect, righteous life that you and I could not live, right? And so when you trust him, it's like the Father looks at you with those Jesus stunner shades on. Check your shame at the door, man. Jesus did the work. He's looking at Jesus when he sees you. And then, yes, now the Holy Spirit helps you to realize, oh, yeah, okay, I need to live life a little differently. And then he needs to be your guide. Look down again at our verse, Romans chapter 8. Look down again at verse 3. It says, for God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, we heard that earlier, could not do. By sending his own son in the, likeness of, uh, uh, and, uh, in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk or are guided not by our flesh, but by the Spirit. And so the Spirit frees you up. You no longer just have to follow with your flesh, but now you have this freedom to now be guided by the Holy Spirit in your life. And the way that looks like, man, is just constant communication with God's Word, and the Word of God is what the Holy Spirit uses to build up the Spirit, man, inside of you. Y'all tracking with me? How many of y'all have ever read the Bible, read the Word before, and you just have verses pop through your mind later on when you weren't around your Bible or nothing like that? I've ever been there. That's the Holy Spirit working. He was getting to you. He working. Y'all tracking with me? So you have to be in constant communication with your guide. To help illustrate this, I was thinking about this uh, uh, with air traffic controllers. The biggest, largest air traffic controller pre-pandemic back in the day in our nation uh, was Uh, It's called Hartsville-Jackson-Atlanta International Airport. God bless it; as a mouthful. Yes, Lord. And so this place, it is 4,000 feet high above uh, everyone else, and it can see around five miles around itself. It has 58 people in the watchtower, and uh, and they're constantly looking at planes taking off, planes coming in, where planes need to land. There's constantly so much movement, so many things happening, so many believers, I mean, uh, people who need to get places, and they need this guide. And so then one thing that I thought was very interesting was that they talked to the manager, the the head uh, leader of this watchtower, and they said, what are the number one things you're looking at? What are the number one things you're working on? And I thought it was so very interesting. You know what he said? He said, we're about efficiency, efficiency, efficiency without compromising the safety of our passengers. And can I tell you? The more you put the word of God in your life and the more you let the idea, the truth that there is no condemnation in Christ wash over your mind and you're in constant communication with the spirit of God through the word of God. Can I tell you the Holy Spirit is going to help you be efficient, be efficient, be efficient at following God without compromising the safety of your relationship with Jesus. And that is something that you got to praise God for and thank God for. The Holy Spirit will be your guide now that you're free in Christ, amen? And so listen, I want to encourage you in here today. Dad, fathers, men, there is no condemnation in Christ when you put your hope and trust and faith in Jesus. You are not condemned. He looks at you and he sees Jesus and Jesus then takes on your sin. And then, now that you are free, live your life guided by the Holy Spirit. But remember, there's no condemnation now. Jesus did the work. You can't work your way to heaven, He did the work. But then, live your life guided by His Spirit. Now, I would be remiss in here. Uh, we've been reading this verse multiple, multiple, multiple times. But I would be remiss in here not to give a challenge for someone in here who's letting their guilt and shame eat them up so much that it's driven them away from God. I want to give you the chance to have the Lord in your life right now. You see Romans chapter 8 verse 1, it says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are, what's that preposition? In In Christ. Christ. Can I tell you, if you do not have Jesus right now as your Lord and Savior, there's a whole lot of punishment and condemnation awaiting you where you're sitting at in your chair right now or where you're listening to in the car or where you're listening at at work, the condemnation is awaiting you right now. But here's the beauty of our father who is a great loving father, strategic planner. He had a plan. (laughs) That plan is Jesus, you see. You see, God, is the whole point, he created you and I to be in relationship with him in a clear and open relationship without condemnation. We could freely go before the Father, but sin came into the picture and messed it up. And we could no longer go freely before the Father and to the Father without feeling this guilt and condemnation and shame. But God, being rich in love and mercy, sent our big brother Jesus, to yes, die for us and raise for us. But here's the key why you have no condemnation. He lived a perfect life for us, you see? So that when you put your trust in him, you have no guilt, you have no condemnation, you have no shame. The Father takes it away. And so here's what I wanna do with us right here where we're at. In your chair, I just want you to bow your head, close your eyes. Maybe there's some of you in here today, and you're going, you know what, man? I've held on this burden. I've held on to the shame for so long. It's time for me to release this and to trust God with my life, man. To give my heart to Jesus, to to check my shame at the door. Because it's not welcomed in the Father's house. I just want you, whoever that is, across all of our campuses, you know who you are. You know how God's moving in your heart and mind. I want you to talk with the Father right now. Let him know, Lord, that's what I got going on in my life. Check your shame at the door. Take that time right now and talk with him. And then across all of our campuses, with every head bowed and every eye closed in here, Those of you who were talking with the Father and giving him all of your burdens, giving him all of your shame, and you're going, you know what, Lord, I want to trust you with my life in here today. If that's you in here today, I'm going old school. I'm very simple. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want you to raise your hand if that's you. And you're going, man, I'm praying to the Father right now. I want you to raise your hand. Beautiful. Raise it nice and high. Yes, Lord. Raise it nice and high. Check the shame at the door. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. God sees your hand across all the campuses. Put your hands down. You can put your hands down. Lord, you see your children, be with them. Encourage them. But now all eyes up. And here's one big, this is for all of us in here. This is for all of us in here. Because we don't know what what life or what journey is coming ahead of us, amen? But one thing that we know in here for sure, those of you in here, you love Jesus, you follow Jesus, one thing we know for sure, there is no condemnation in Christ. You have a complete freedom in Jesus. But man, we should encourage other people with this too. Huh? We should encourage other people. And so this is for all of us in here. If you're in here in the room right now, you love Jesus. You know there's no condemnation. This sermon was a good reminder for you to be like, yeah, I need to stop trying to get myself extra saved. Jesus did the work. And so that's for you in here. You're hearing this and you're like, you know what? From this point on, I I am committed to living with no condemnation and guided by the Holy Spirit and to encourage others to do the same. With every eye up, I want us to see who, who's gonna be committed to this. We're down for this, I'm going old school. Very simply, on the counter three, I just want you to raise your hand If you're going, you know what? From this day forward, I'm committed. I'm telling people, check your shame at the door. It ain't welcome. I want you even if you're at this place, uh, I'll count to three, I'll count to three and then man, let's go out, let's tell people, here we go, ready, one, two, one, two, three, put your hands up right where you're at, come on, come on, come on, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, baby, come on church family, be encouraged by this, I love that, I love that, so wherever you're going, man, encourage people, let them know, walk around, right, you walking in the store, hey, what's up, bro, how you doing, hey, trust Jesus, no condemnation, my boy, let them know, right? Hey, how you doing? When you go out to eat, how you go? How you doing? And they walk up. Can I take your order? Uh, I want you to know that my first order is that I'm not condemned by Jesus. Right? You gotta let somebody know. <laughs> you gotta let them know, dog. Encourage somebody. Encourage someone in here today with that. And men and fathers in particular. Man, you trust Jesus? There's no condemnation. Let that attitude spill over to your families. Amen. Let that attitude spill over to your children. Let that attitude spill over to your coworkers. Let that attitude spill over wherever you go. That in Christ, there's no condemnation. It's made us free. And then live your life guided by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Well, amen, church family. I pray that was a blessing to you. I pray it encouraged you. And y'all already know me. Uh, to uh, steal the words from my dog, Pastor Mark Crosson, who is a black father right now. Hey, so uh, uh, I know you're watching, Doc. What's up? Happy Father's Day and happy Jungqing. Uh, 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 God bless you, Doc. Yeah, stay off the grill. But anyways, I love God, and I love you, Christ Fellowship. We'll see you guys next week. I'm going to call your campus pastors for.